Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to The Danny Parkin Show. Yeah, we are. Thanks for hanging out. I'm here in the great city of Chicago on the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio, Radio.com Sports, Sirius 206, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Follow and interact with me on Twitter, at Danny Parkins, or to see how bad I am at Instagram, that's uh, Danny Parkins one on the gram. I'm getting better. I'm just, I'm not good at it. We're talking about a story that... Uh, Most aren't. And it's because it's not fun to think about and because a lot of people aren't experts. And frankly, I'm not an expert. So maybe it's why I'm on overnights and not doing anything more high profile. Just kidding. Come on. I love my job. I love this time slot. I do afternoons in Chicago, Monday through Friday, two to six. But I I genuinely find it interesting. And I'm a fan of talking about things that other people aren't talking about and trying to understand them a little bit better. And we're talking about boxing and how two guys died from injuries sustained within the ring within six days and how it's not a bigger story and why it's not a bigger story. And if this is an acceptable cost for our entertainment, when we have the UFC where no one's died since it launched in 1993, why is this an acceptable cost of boxing? A sport that has no pension, has no lifetime health insurance, has no unions for its fighters. The fighters are independent contractors. The regulations aren't the same across different levels and federations of boxing. Like It's not the same standard in Russia and Puerto Rico and Mexico and Canada and Venezuela and other places that have professional fights. And maybe that's unattainable, but is any of this fixable? Because Bob Arum said that he was going to pay for the funeral of Dadashev, the 28-year-old Russian fighter who died, who he was a promoter for, and he'd make a sizable contribution to his GoFundMe. No idea what that is. No idea how you put value on a fighter's life who, I don't know what type of insurance a pro boxer can get. They got no union. So... What is a sizable donation? Is that a hundred grand? Is that two million dollars? Is it twenty grand? I I don't know how you would quantify that. Hopefully, someone smarter than me can follow that up, and there should be some sort of improvements here. There should be some sort of recognition that yo, this cost seems really high, while acknowledging boxing's not going away because prohibition doesn't work. So, what can we do to make it better? What do we do with our conflict of, yeah, it's really enjoyable. I could be watching Michael Jordan play LeBron James at Rucker Park in their primes because time travel has been invented, and we're finally going to be able to settle the debate of who's better, Jordan or LeBron. And if a Jordan fan starts fighting a LeBron fan three rows behind me, I'm turning around to watch the fist fight. Fighting is captivating. Boxing is captivating. The UFC is captivating. I know it's not for everybody, but for a lot of us, big fight where we buy into the stories and the narrative and maybe throw a few bucks down. 
there's not much in sports that feels bigger than a big fight. So I'm not, this isn't a virtue signaling or a moral judgment or anything like that. It's just, yo, guys are dying at a rate that I don't think people are aware of. Two in a week, seven in the last three years. That's kind of crazy. So what do we do about it? 855-212-4227. I had another story that came across this week, by the way, outside of sports, but one that I don't think is being talked about nearly enough before we get to these calls. Did you see that an asteroid almost hit Earth and scientists didn't know about it for like until like three days before it would have hit Earth? So way too late for them to do anything about it. Because they've got defenses for for asteroids. they got like gravitational pull devices, and they can do some things with some explosions, like straight out of Armageddon I was reading about. But because it was coming from the direction of the sun, and it was quote-unquote small, they didn't see it. But the asteroid was termed a city killer, and it passed 45,000 miles away from Earth. And you're like, oh, well, Danny, that seems really far. That's about 20% of the way to the moon. That is, that's next door. That is your, that's not your next door neighbor, but that's your neighbor's neighbor. City killer asteroid. We didn't know about it until like 72 hours until it passed by. I'm telling you, I'm fascinated by stories that other people aren't talking about, but I digress. Let's get back to how we feel about the moral quandary that is professional boxing that killed two people this week. And it, went through and in and out of our sports stream of consciousness and media cycle in about six hours. 855-212-4227 is in the number. Gail has been holding in Honolulu. Gail, thanks for calling. Oh, hi, Danny. Thanks for taking my call. I was born in 1952, so I remember Cassius Clay okay. before he was Muhammad Ali. And I remember how dazzling he was in the early rounds of his matches. It was just fabulous to watch greatest of all time, some would say. But what I didn't enjoy was the later rounds of the fight. And as you know, they were 15 rounds back then when he would start to do damage on someone. Like I remember one of the Sonny Liston fights and he gets beat up pretty badly. It's, it's kind of grotesque. And since I was young then, I, it turned me off and I never really was a boxing fan after that. So your premise is that it can't be outlawed, but why couldn't it be outlawed? Um, here's the reason I don't think it can be outlawed because there's clearly a market for it. And I would ask you what industry has prohibition and things being outlawed where there's a market for it worked. Like give, give me one example, sports or otherwise. Well, we could outlaw it in the United States. Here's why I would favor it. Right, but boxing would still happen in the United States if it was outlawed professionally. It would just happen in underground clubs, and the money would go to the hands of organized crime and that sort of thing. Like It it still would exist. Yeah, well, I don't want to get into the weeds of whether it could or could not be outlawed, but, you know, here's a game where the object of the game is to give your opponent a concussion. That's, for me, that's not a game or a sport. And it's not something I want to watch. So I think you're right that something should be done to lessen the number of people who die because I think a lot of people will be turned off. 
so the the audience may get smaller. You said it's already smaller than it was several decades ago. Oh, it's way smaller. You know, what? Yeah. So what if it gets even smaller because nothing's done? I don't know what the answer would be, and for me, it would be outlawed in the United States. But um, well, you say it cannot be, so maybe shorten the number of rounds again. We went from fifteen to twelve. I have out down to nine or six. I, I don't know. Yeah, Gail. Listen, I appreciate the call, and I don't mean to be dismissive i just it doesn't work like prohibition doesn't work if there's a market for something we find it war on drugs gambling alcohol it doesn't it doesn't work things can shrink things can be uh, more or less popular than they were before, and that certainly is the case with boxing. It's certainly diminishing in popularity, but it's not going away. Floyd Mayweather made nine figures for his last fight. Nine figures. Now, that's the extreme. Most fighters make nowhere near that, obviously, but there still is such a robust market for fighting in combat sports that I just don't believe it. And you say, well, we could outlaw it in the United States. Well, all right. People would still be dying from boxing and regulated matches elsewhere and then in underground matches here. And my contention basically is, so say you outlawed in the U.S. The pro fighters will just fight abroad and the underground fighting world will happen here and then that'll be more dangerous. So that that feels basically just like putting a blindfold over yourself and walking away from carnage as opposed to confronting the problem head-on and actually trying to solve the issue. But I absolutely understand your moral conundrum with it, because I feel the same thing. 855-212-4227. In Jacksonville, Andre is on the Danny Parkin Show. What up, Andre? Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, I definitely think that, well, first of all, it's a, it's a really hard subject to, to discuss, but it's something that's fixable. But it, it, it it's really a, I guess like you could say a burden for the for the refs because because uh, they have I, I think they have the hardest job. They allow Mr. Colon is, is a Puerto Rican boxer, and if I'm not mistaken, like a couple years ago he had a fight with Terrell Williams, and. Long story short, he uh, Terrell Williams was like targeting the back of his head, and the referee was uh like he was noticing it, but kind of he he didn't want to he he wasn't really in, and you know it, it's one of the spots where you can't hit yeah on the body the back of the head, and long story short he got in a coma and it, it's really it's a really inter- interesting story, but it's well, fixed. Fixable, but I think that the refs they play a, a really big part in that. And they Andre, have to be more Andre your phone is a disaster, man. So I'm I'm going to let you go. I apologize. Thank you very much for for calling it and holding with the show. You're you're right. The re- the refs do play a huge role in this. But talk about an impossible job. Like we talk about talk about how tough it is for a ref to call pass interference. Yo, these fighters that die don't always get knocked out. They're usually asking for the fight to continue. That was the case with Dadashev, the Russian fighter who died last Friday. 
His corner man considered stopping the fight in the ninth. Dadashev kept fighting for the 10th and the 11th. Dadashev wanted to go out for the 12th. The fighter threw in the towel. How do you, how do you deal with something like that? I was reading stories of a fighter who made it to the, for the announcement of the fight, went back to the locker room, did media, went out to dinner, nose started bleeding, went to the hospital, died a couple days later. How do you know? These guys are so tough. Their instinct is to keep going. They're trained to keep going. They're financially incentivized to keep going. These are sub-concussive hits. It's repeated multiple head traumas in a short period of time, often with young people in a not fully developed brain. People like give a full concussion test. There's what, two minutes between rounds, three minutes between rounds. It's not that easy. Jay and Boca Raton is on the Danny Parkin show. Jay, thank you for calling. Hey, Danny. Uh, great interview with Cooney. Thank you. That, that was good. Um, the guy from Hawaii kind of stole my thunder because he kind of takes care of that uh, world global uh, problem. You should make it just 10 rounds. I forgot the guy who got killed in 15 rounds and they made it uh, 12 rounds. That was the Ray. Uh, that was the Ray Mancini fight in '82. Right. Mancini. Right. Uh, I forgot the name of the guy. I got, I got a list right here. Uh, it was the South Korean fighter. Right. Kin- right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to attempt yeah, to, to so, pronounce so, that name. So if you if you run it down to ten rounds, you know people will say, "Well, you bring you're taking the championship rounds away." But that's what they said when it was fifteen rounds. 12 to 15 used to be the championship rounds. So you just make it, you know, you make it 10 rounds unless you want to see people die because, I mean, that's the purpose of it. I just saw the Pan Am games tonight. That's uh, amateur, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. So so they didn't even have the boxing uh, helmets on. You know, they don't, they, don't, they don't wear the headgear anymore, which is stupid because really, you know, you're getting points for your boxing prowess. Not you know not to beat some guys facing, and those guys got beat up pretty bad, even though it was three rounds. So you know that's that's my solution. Uh, I agree with the guy from Hawaii. Just bring it down to ten ten rounds, you know, internationally, and then you don't have to. I mean, you know, you're right. They're not going to uh, abolish boxing. That's for sure. So listen, I, I thank you. Thank, no, th- listen. Thank you for the call. Maybe that's the. Maybe that help. I think it does help, right? Twelve rounds instead of ten. And if people are saying thinking logically to themselves, well, it was 15, then it's 12. Now, if you're going to make it 10, eventually one day something will happen and you'll make it eight and then six and we're going the way of extinction for boxing. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't know that everyone would reduce it. Shorter fights, less entertainment dollars, people less willing to pay pay pay-per-view tickets. I don't know. It would seem to be the shorter the fight, the less marketable it would be in terms of time spent with entertainment but certainly would make it somewhat safer. But this guy, Dadashev, man, I was just reading about him. 13 professional fights. That's insane. Or the other kid who died uh, 23 years old. Like, come on. What do you do with something like that? What? Early in your career, up and comer, young kid, young family. It wasn't like it was... 40, 50 fights, 
you never know if it could be a punch in the first round that does it, the fifth round, the 13th round. No, no one knows. There's no way to tell which brain can sustain this and which one can't. That that can't be tested yet. So this risk is just inherent to the sport. Death is inherent to the sport. A little bit more time for your reaction coming up, then we'll get to the NFL and my list of teams uh, that can definitively win the Super Bowl. It's only 13 teams long. It's the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Danny Parkin Show. Which I very much appreciate. Thanks for hanging out with the Danny Parkin Show, Sirius 206, radio.com sports, CBS Sports Radio, where our toll-free line is 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Discussing two boxers dying within six days of each other in the last week and how it doesn't feel like it's nearly as big of a story as it should be when... I think most of us admit boxing's not going to be outlawed. So the conversation should be what's being done to fix it for a sport that's had 30 reported deaths since the UFC launched in 1993 when the UFC has had zero deaths. Like I'm all for combat sports. I'm all for personal responsibility. I understand that these guys know what they're getting themselves into on some level, but we can't do better. UFC is more entertaining. UFC is faster. UFC is more savage. And no one dies. Seems better to me. So given that boxing is going to continue, let's not make the boxers independent contractors. Let's try to at least have some form of standardization with healthcare professionals ringside. Yeah, let's reduce the length of fights like they did in the 80s when uh, Ray Boom Boom Mancini killed the South Korean fighter in 1982. I didn't know that Sugar Ray Robinson killed a fighter in the ring. Like I've just been reading a lot about this this week because the story blew my mind and then another fighter died. Like, I was blown away by the Dadashev story because I started looking back that that was the sixth death in the last three years, and then four days later, another fight happened, and then the guy died six days after the first guy died. That's insane. That shouldn't be just, oh, yeah, oh, okay, cost of doing business. And if it is, that's a whole other ethical conversation. 855-212-4227. Tons of people want to weigh in on this, either solutions, what it says about us, ideas for where we are going forward. Anthony in Minnesota, you're on the Danny Parkins Show. What's up, man? Hey, Danny. Give me my props. I'm calling from Michigan. (laughs) Oh, my bad, man. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I just want to say that as long as there's money to be made, boxing will exist. And, and when you really look at it, it's nothing more than a civilized, organized cockfight. Because if you look at people's reaction ringside to what's going on, they're living vicariously through the fighter. 100%. And I think, if, and, and I think one of the things that, that, can, that helps propel the, the uh, propaganda of, of boxing is the Rocky series. That is the most preposterous idea. I know it's based off of Chuck Wepner. 
the savagery by which Rocky's character is beaten would never exist in real boxing, but people are led to believe that you can continue to fight and be pummeled as he would and come back and win a fight to the point where they built a statue and put it outside the arena in, in Philadelphia. So what are people to think? Well, I mean, all, to, to, to be fair, in Rocky Four, Apollo Creed does die in the ring. There you go. But but there, wasn't there Rocky Five? Oh, I mean, yeah, and then Rocky Six, it, and then and then the Creed it, it, franchise. There you, there, there you go. So they just skipped over Apollo Creed and just kept it going. Well, listen, man, I, I I I appreciate the call. There is no question that tough guy. Iron Jaw, like all that stuff has been glorified in boxing. But, yo, they're rewarded for it. You get paid a win bonus. Paid a bonus to last all 12 rounds. Paid less if you lose. So, okay, this guy, he doesn't have the power to knock me out. I can just stand here and take this pummeling. I can hold my arms up, pseudo-defensive. He's not going to knock me out because the gloves are too soft. They're too big. The this with the UFC would have been over eight minutes ago, but now I'll just stand here for minutes taking blow after blow after blow after blow to the head. That's what's crazy about boxing, man. It appears way safer than the UFC. There's no kicking. There's no choking. There's less blood. Not as many knockouts, but it's way more dangerous. I just, I don't think the vast majority of the public knows how frequently boxers die and that it's safer than the UFC or that it's more dangerous than the UFC and that the gloves are the size they are to protect the hand, not to protect the head. The gloves are as big as they are in boxing. So you can keep throwing punches. So your fingers and your fist and your hands don't, don't break. So the fights can keep going. I just think there's a lot of disinformation out there about boxing. And so it allows people to be like, oh, I mean, the gloves are big and the guys aren't getting knocked down. So it's safe. Michael in Minnesota, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for calling, Michael. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I remember uh, a lot of those fights. Uh, and when Ali fought, if he was beating the guy up too bad, he would motion to the other corner and say, hey, he had enough. <laughs> and then Duke Kim, when he got killed by Boo Mancini, those doctors, to me, they should have more control over the, 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 the referees tell them, you know, they, they, they put out the rules when you're in the ring before the fight starts what you can do and what you can't do and it's a three-rule knockdown or whatever. Yeah, of course. They do that with the doctors. You see, if I see this man not being able to continue, I don't care what your corner say, I'm not going to let him continue. And that should be the law. It, it, It should be. And, Michael, I appreciate the call. But here's the thing. It's inexact. It's an inexact science. No one knew that uh, Dadashev, his brain had started bleeding. The guy wanted to keep fighting. 
It doesn't set on right away. Google deaths from boxing. The list will come up on Wikipedia. And they've got the date, the fighter, his origin of country, his opponent, and then the origin of country of his opponent. And then the fifth or the, the sixth column is details of it. Here's one. Died 17 hours after being knocked out. Here's one. Uh, complained of headaches early in the day. Lost consciousness in the 11th round. Died after a long surgery to for bleeding in the brain. Well, here's one. Died the following night. Died after being knocked out in the 7th round. Here's one. Died 16 days after the knockout. Here's one. Six weeks. Another one. Four days. One. Into a coma. One. Immediate brain surgery. One. Th- 30 minutes. One blood clot, one 13 days, one the next day, one nine days later. Like there's, it's, it's all different. Early in fights, late in fights, immediately in the ring, in the locker room, uh, emergency surgery, six weeks later, comas, blood clots, hemorrhaging. Like it's just, it's not the same. It, it's just, it's really tough for a doctor to have this thing standardized ringside. It really is. A little bit more reaction. We'll get to NFL at the top of the hour. You're listening to the Danny Parkin Show. Thanks for hanging out on the Danny Parkin Show. Tomorrow at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, join CBS Sports Network for some world team tennis as the Springfield Lasers look to defend their home court against the New York Empire, only on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports. I'm thinking of that scene in Dodgeball where there's a blade and laser and blazer. Is it blade? I don't think it's blade. Antonio, can you look up the uh, Globo Gym Dodgeball team member names, please? I'm embarrassed and ashamed that I can't come up with all of them. I know your parents must be very proud that this is what you're doing with your professional career, but it's going to bother me if I don't get that reference correct when they're in the bar and Ben Stiller introduces the global gym team to Vince Vaughn. And then the last guy's name is Blazer, and it's a combination of laser and something. Blade? Not sure. Antonio will come through for me. I'm confident. 855212. For CBS is the telephone number. We're discussing the state of boxing in the world and if it's an acceptable cost to, you know, have people die when we have combat sports like the UFC and mixed martial arts that has resulted in no deaths. What do we do with this information when we acknowledge that boxing isn't going away because prohibition doesn't work? So can we make it safer? Can we figure out a way to standardize medical practices, shorten the fights, come up with better medical testing, remove financial incentives from the corner to prolong fights for finishing fights? What can we do here? Because boxers are so strong now that they can take a couple hundred punches to the head and not go down, not get knocked out, finish the fight and actually do more long-term damage and potentially fight themselves to the death, which is what happened this past week. Dadashev, the Russian fighter, 
His corner wanted to throw in the towel in the ninth, ends up throwing it in the 11th. Dadashev wanted to fight the 12th. Then he dies. It's a crazy, crazy set of circumstances. So what do we do with this information? And oh yeah, by the way, shouldn't this be a bigger story that two professional fighters died within six days of each other? 855-212-4227 is the number. Let's go to Akron, Ohio, and welcome Joe to the Danny Parkins Show. What's up, Joe? What's up, Danny? Hey, we're talking about backyard uh, boxing. Um, I mean, I was talking about sanctioned boxing, but if you want to talk about backyard well, boxing, backyard, you know so- backyard boxing back in like 97. I mean, you would get hit in the head, you know, you're with friends, partying, and then uh, you're... Man, I, I'm I'm six one one sixty. I've had five back surgeries. I'm thirty two years old. I I'm <laughs> o for my life in physical confrontations, and I always try to avoid them. Sometimes my mouth got me into them, but I I never won them. So you're only thirty two. I'm thirty eight, brother. All right. Well, back in like ninety seven, we used backyard boxing out here in uh, Ohio. And, yeah, uh, you know, that sounds I, dangerous. Being blood, you know, concussions were happening. We had the full boxing gear on, you know, boxing gloves, no headgear or nothing. You know, we we're just in the moment, and uh, <laughs> it should be regulated, right? Under the boxing, that they take a bunch. Of well, hits. I don't think that they can regulate I, your backyard boxing, concussions. Joe. I've had concussions and everything doing backyard boxing. Right, but Joe, how are they going to regulate your backyard boxing? No, how about they're going to well. Uh, I don't do it anymore. This is 30 years ago. But uh, when it comes to the boxing now, they're never going to regulate it. We want to see fights, and then everybody fights to the death in these boxing. You know this. How are you going to regulate it? Okay, Joe. Thank you very much for the call. All right. That's um, Exhibit A. Well, I guess the deaths would be Exhibit A. That's Exhibit B. Why boxing might be dangerous. Joe was doing backyard boxing 30 years ago. He's 38 years old. He's eight years old. Take it easy, Joe. Don't operate heavy machinery, my man. There are regulations in boxing, right? They do exist. I am just saying it strikes me that uh, maybe there should be more. Like, maybe we should have a situation where, uh, you know, the trainer isn't your father. Or, like, the person who's throwing in the towel isn't your dad. Like, can there be a uniform way of going about that? Can we reduce the length of fights like they did in the 80s when uh, someone died in 82? Blade and laser resulted in blazer. Yo, Antonio, where were you on that one? I have to have my dude Chris, who runs deuces over in Wrigley, help me out on my personal text. I know you're screening calls, but that Globo Gym team, the Purple Cobras, you couldn't come through there? Are you even listening to this show? I, don't I am listening. Were. I had to screen a bunch of callers. All right. I'll let you off the hook. Dodgeball's a spectacular movie. White Goodman, Fran Stalinovichikovsky, Blade, Laser, Blazer, and Michelle Jones. I appreciate that. 
I'm telling you, man, these are the important questions of our times. Antonio's doing a great job, by the way, as the executive producer of this program. I apologize for the bus toss. I'll point a thumb instead of a finger next time, I'm man. I should have remembered that it was blade and laser. 855-212-4227 is the number. Let's go to Virginia. Gee. Gee, thanks for calling, man. You got a solution to this problem? Yeah, I was thinking about like something on the lines of, you know, giving these guys some uh protection like protective gears on the head, um, maybe a system of points where um, you know, the blows like they can limit the blows on the head like they used to do in the Olympic games where like they had like the system where, you know, if the the boxer would hit reach a certain number of points, uh there was you know, they'll win the fight. So um also like the the number of rounds um instead of like twelve just do eight across the line and uh but uh, the bottom line is they have to come up with something to protect the the, the, the boxers. Yeah, uh, listen, they, that they that is a that is a very salient call and I think that what you're saying makes a lot of sense and at some levels of boxing right it is required that you wear protective headgear. The issue is that part of the appeal of the sport and the watchability is the feeling that people are actually out there fighting. But you're right. You're absolutely right. They're only going to, you know, um, really advocate for themselves once, like, either a very good friend of them, like, die or something like that, or they come up with, you know, uh, with a bad injury after, you know, a few fights or whatever it is. But they all have to understand that these things are going to, you know, happen to protect protect themselves, you know. Well, like, yeah, well, it's, you yeah. know, it's one, of the, it's one of those things, Gee, where – I saw Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder promoted his last fight or the fight before last by saying he needed to get a body on his record, meaning like he needed to go out there and kill someone in the ring. Now, he said he was just promoting the fight, but part of it is part of the reason why the pay-per-views are as expensive as they are is because of the threat of violence. So are these fighters going to advocate for wearing headgear and being safer if less people watch and then the purses go down and they make less money. Like it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. Like once you die, you don't bring anything with you, you know, like it is what it is. You might not make that much more money, but uh, you're protecting yourself. Uh, But yeah, they, they're the ones that have to, you know, um, come up with some, you know, like it's just, not going to happen if, you know, they just kind of look for the money. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, Gee, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you uh, making you got it. it. Thank you. So, guy who goes by Space Bard on Twitter evidently doesn't understand how sports radio works. Tweeting in at Danny Parkins. Over 37,000 people die in car accidents every year and over 200,000 from prescription drugs. And you're worried about boxers who choose their professions? Are you kidding me? That's a hell of a perspective. How about cops and soldiers that die in a year? I'm pretty sure it's way higher than boxers. Yeah, that would be a great point if this wasn't a sports radio show. We're not talking about the thing that kills the most people in society. We're talking about the thing that kills the most people in sports, you see the difference? Feels fairly straightforward. But if you don't understand, now I've explained it to you. I always think that whataboutism is so weird, by the way. Well, what about, uh, you know, they, they die in cars. You want to outlaw cars? 
No, because, you know, cars serve a purpose of transporting us. There's a side effect of death. Not for everybody, but for some. But we wouldn't have the ability to run our economy by people driving to work if we didn't have cars. So, like, it's kind of unavoidable. Boxing, there's an argument to say, hey, we got the UFC. We've got combat sports. We've got that gladiator outlet. What can we do to make this safer? Because it's not fundamentally necessary to the functioning of our society. Millions and millions of people need prescription drugs. They get prescribed by doctors. Some people die from them. It's an unfortunate side effect. We should do everything we can to regulate it and stop it. But there's another cause for it beyond abuse that leads to death. I always hate that. Well, what about cars? Are we going to outlaw cars? Come on now. Just like an ounce of critical thinking. I'm not asking for a ton of it, honestly. Like just, just, just an ounce of critical thinking. Let's get to football. I appreciate everyone calling and participating in a boxing conversation. You don't hear a lot of them in sports talk radio. I got 13 teams that can win the Super Bowl. Is yours on it? I'll outline my case, and you'll tell me what I messed up, either the teams I included or the teams I snubbed. That's coming up next. It's the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 